Week six in the NFL season is here. We are now deep into Major League Baseball's playoffs because we're through the wild card round. Um, and obviously, depending upon when you watch us, we may be a few games or even more <laughs> than that into the divisional series and maybe even into the NLALCS at this point. It's Honorado and Company. It's Chris Honorado. It's Ashley Miller. We've got a ton to get to in terms of the NFL. Things to react to that are still lingering from week five. Matchups, of course, with the pick six vodka pick'em in week six. Saratoga Eagle president and CEO Jeff Vukalik will join the show to take his crack at uh, bettering 500. That's all he's got to do. Is be We're not very good. Then 500 in order to knock out uh, the top uh, spot in terms of either a local business partner of the show or a local nonprofit rep as well, Ash. Yeah, we haven't been very good. No one has set the world on fire here with our picks, um, but I certainly am bringing up the caboose here. So, I, I mean, 500 would be a dream for me. That's where I'm sitting. It's still early. It is absolutely still early. Let's get things going. is Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpen House. Shout out to all of our local business partners on the show, Alpen House, Andy Heck, Katie Osborne, Amsterdam, Clifton Park as well. All right, here's my first question just to start the show, Ash. Um, I want to know, out of what we've seen so far in this NFL season, which team is the bigger surprise is it the four and one giants or the three and two jets both coming off wins uh going into their week six matchups uh i think for me it's the four and one giants only because they've had their quarterback the entire time this is year one of brian dable this is year two of robert sala they haven't had zach wilson the entire time I, so, the, I think so the jets or the giants the Giants. Okay. I, I think it's the Giants. Um, but doesn't it make it the Jets because they didn't have Zach Wilson the whole time? No, they're three and two. It's not like they're five and oh. And okay. yeah, for I, I just think it's year one of Dable for as bad as they've looked the last two years. The Jets, we saw glimpses last year of good things. And you thought, okay, if they get Zach Wilson back, Maybe they can be good. I'm not sure that people thought the Giants were going to be as different a team. They've already matched their win total in week five from all of last season. So for me, that's the biggest surprise. I think we kind of thought, all right, maybe the Jets start trending in the right direction. I don't think we thought the Giants are going to be four and one. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think for me, it's the Jets here. I know we liked their draft, but when mm -hmm. I looked at their first six games, I thought, even if everybody's healthy, this could be one and five team. And here they are three and two. And, and I would say a good opportunity even to win on Sunday. We'll break that down in the pick six vodka pick them why I think the Jets have a good shot at Lambeau on Sunday. Uh, but if you said to me after the first six, the Jets could be three and three or four and two, I would have said no chance. So I don't know. Based on the schedules, mm -hmm. the Giants has been softer. So I wouldn't have said they'd be four and one, but I'm not surprised 
that they've won some of the games they've won. I am surprised that the Jets have been able to win some of the games they've won, even, you know, with Joe Flacco in the reins. Jay Mance watching. Good morning to you, Jason Palatsky. Carol's watching as well. Good morning. Sam is checking in too. And Nick says it's the Jets for him. David, we'll get to your bills here in a second, man. No doubt about that. Okay. So that's the question is which team is the bigger surprise yeah, here? For both Giants <laughs> or the Jets? Which team, which team would have the more surprising week six win for you? The Giants against the Ravens or the Jets against the Packers? Hmm. I probably I'll probably still go Jets against the Packers. Um but that's a tough one for me because the Packers haven't been as good as they should be nor have the Ravens I don't think mm-hmm. and both New York teams have overachieved. So I wouldn't be surprised if either one wins those games, but I I think I'd be more surprised if the Jets go to Lambeau and beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Yeah, obviously the Jets, uh, the Packers have been underwhelming, uh, Mm -hmm. to say the least. I'm still not panicked yet. No, Uh, I would have liked to have seen only September kind of be that preseason month, if you will. It's lingering well into October now at this point, the second Sunday in October. But I'm not, I'm not panicking just yet on on what's going on with the Green Bay's with the Green Bay. Yeah, Nick, listen, man, you don't, don't don't give away my pick here. At number is seven and a half. I don't believe the Packers right now could beat anybody by more than a touchdown. We also, what Devontae Adams did post-game in what was a frustrating Monday mm-hmm. night loss at Arrowhead. They had a 17-0 lead in the second quarter. Opportunities even late to win that game, or at least tie the darn game, going for two when they should have kicked the extra point to make it 30-30. Aside from all that, Adams takes out his one and four frustrations on a poor videographer, photographer, who's just trying to get somewhere else on the field. I did see one angle where it looked like it was more bang-bang than the the front angle of Adams Mm -hmm. walking at us. It was from behind Adams, and it did look like a, almost a, a collision yeah. and an intersection. Now, that said, he didn't simply just walk into the guy and knock him over. It was a full-on, out-of-my-way dude. Yeah. I am coming through. Guy goes tumbling to the ground. He's pressing charges, assault on Devontae Adams. But my, the question here I have, Ash, is does Devontae Adams deserve to be suspended for his post-game shove. No, and I don't think he deserves to have charges filed, but that's not my decision. That's the guy that he pushes yeah. decision. Um, I wouldn't personally have done it, but at the same time, I feel like you can't just go around doing whatever you want. So if you're not going to suspend him and you're not going to bring charges, then what do you do? Do you fine him? Uh, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I just think like, Again, and I don't think you're wrong. I've seen the other angle too. It's more of like he kind of cuts in front of him. But when you get into the two-handed shove, and listen, I've been the person carrying a camera who gets like hit by somebody much bigger than me, and the momentum takes you, it's not a fun time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when you get the two-handed shove, it's just a little over the top. I always say like these guys, and I understand this is your living 
they take it so seriously and it's almost like life and death. Like no one has died. I know you're one in four, but you're making a lot of money. You wanted to go to the Raiders. Like that's on you. <laughs> okay. But hang on. We've all been there where we've lost a game. We didn't want to lose. And are we, are we good sports about it all the time? No. Now, I'm not no, saying but I've never not... shoved someone over okay, it. I I've understand never cursed that. at anyone. I've never yelled at Ooh. someone over it. I'm, I mean, some of us are more level-headed than others, but no, I'm not going to put myself in the same category. I also haven't played in any games as important as Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Adam, who is a Cowboys fan. Uh, yeah, says, yeah, I mean, for the people who remember the Randy Johnson on his arrival in New York, dealing with a New York cameraman uh, when Johnson became a New York Yankee, that – that was an ugly look. He's also now a video. Have you seen him? Have you seen the pictures of him? He's Randy Johnson is a professional photographer. He's shooting at NFL games. Amazing. That's why he's saying that because there's a picture of him like shooting and he's this like, I had no idea. But 10 guy, like, and I think that's part of it. Like good luck shoving him over. First of all, you shove him over. He's going to get up and take a swing at you. <laughs> so the irony here is that Johnson shoved. Now on the other end. And now he, I don't know that. Okay. Now on the other end. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. All right, the last the last item to get to here from week 5.25 is Matt Rule has been fired by the Carolina Panthers. He's two-plus seasons in. Uh, they haven't made the playoffs in a while. I think it's like one appearance in the last six years. Uh, but he was sought after highly mm -hmm. by both Carolina and the Giants. Remember the Giants – we were kind of yep. killing the Giants. I was anyway. I was doing Sports Talk Radio at the time. Like, how do you let this one get away from you? You've, you've made him your number one priority in terms of hiring a head coach. You didn't make him an offer strong enough. You allowed him to, to go to Carolina for an interview with David Tepper. You should have you should have made sure this guy never got on, an, on a plane to leave the medal. Blah, 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 blah. The Giants did okay. Well, well two plus years in. Rule is out of Carolina. Well, sure. the, the Joe Judge experiment did not Correct. go well. However, no, the Giants screwed up so badly yes. that they were able to move on more quickly. Yep. So because And then they, they got it right, we think. Yeah, right. And and I do. I, I agree. Dable, I think, is, is a terrific hire. I think that will work out. Anyway, seven years and $62 million. This is unbelievable. I saw a tweet yesterday. Matt Rule, every month for the next four years of his life, sitting on a couch or maybe coaching somewhere else is going to make $834,000 a month. Boy, I, mean, I don't know if that's going to cover the mortgage. Everybody, uh, it was so funny. All the, it's like Eating the best job in the world is being a fired NFL coach or a of fired course. college coach. Like uh, Ed Orgeron is living it up. Taking, just taking his money. Like, $40 million you're going to pay this guy over the next four years to walk. That's why you don't sign those contracts, the seven-year, $72 million variety. You're saying it, Sam. You're saying I agree. it. I agree. We're He's not in a great situation. You're not wrong. Um, if you don't have a quarterback in this league, you will not win, period. Uh, Belichick, yes, got to the playoffs last year with a rookie quarterback. They got – Pounded. Mm -hmm. If you don't have, I don't care who you are, find me a coach that has won either a good amount of games or playoff games or a championship 
without a quarterback, mm-hmm. save for the dominant, the historically dominant defenses of all time. Yeah. Like, like Brad Johnson. Look, look at what. Uh, I mean, look, look, Flacco had a great postseason. Yeah, no, the, I know. The, the Trent Dill, for example, plays Dilfer. here with the Ravens' yep. dominant defense. Jim McMahon, maybe in Chicago in '85, fine. But I'm telling you, if you, I don't care who you are as yeah, a coach, it's not going to work if you don't have a quarterback. Period. But mm-hmm. um, I think there are people out there who are like, oh well, clearly he's fired after two plus years. He shouldn't have left Baylor. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. The Baylor is, situation was bad. Eight hundred and forty-four thousand dollars a month. Eight hundred thirty-four. I will. I will leave my job, and I will go take a job that they dismiss me two years later, and and be just fine. I mean, I, come on. I mean, for forty million, he can literally retire. He doesn't have to ever work again. It's what we say about coaches who leave, like the Siennas and you all. But you cannot say no to this. I mean, it's not right. this kind of money, but you can't say no to money that just swings the pendulum so dramatically. You just mm-hmm. can't. You can't be foolish to. Absolutely mm-hmm. foolish to. All right, let's take a quick break here on Honorado and Company. When we come back on the show, we've got the performance industrial, dirty, difficult duns to get to with a tie-in to the Major League Baseball postseason. We've got still more NFL on the way, of course, with our picks. And we've got the Albany Firewolves weekly segment. The head coach, Glenn Clark, is going to join the show coming up in a little bit. That's all still ahead here on Honorado and Company. Back right after this. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face. Sharing laughs. At the campground. Getting wet. Relaxing together. The love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool, Spa, Boat, and RV. Bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. The pack is back. The Albany Firewolves professional indoor lacrosse team returns to the Capital Region and MVP Arena this December. Get your tickets now for our season home opener when we take on Albany lacrosse legend Connor Fields and the Rochester Nighthawks on Saturday, December 17th at 7 p.m. Season tickets, flex plans, family packs, and game tickets are on sale now at albanyfirewolves.com. Join the pack! And now, back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Okay, Ash, we'll get to the baseball, but as we transition from football, uh, one into the other here, let's get into our performance industrial Dirty Difficult Don. And now, Dirty, Difficult, and Done. Presented by Performance Industrial. Shout out to Bill Miller and his team, South Glens Falls and Albany. Great things that Bill and and his group does for the American Cancer Society this time of year. Real Men Wear Pink. Hello. Um, He has raised tens of thousands of dollars uh, already this year with uh, some of the great things he does. All right, Ash, you are up first as always, with Performance Industrial's Dirty Difficult Done. Uh, I'm not alone here, I don't think. This has been, aside from Devontae Adams, has run sports talk radio and television for the last week here. But I'm done 
with soft roughing the passer penalties. And at first we thought it was only this guy because it always happens to Tom Brady. He always gets the benefit of the doubt, maybe you call it, or people just treat him like a king. And every time he gets thrown down, like with Grady Jarrett, which was not a roughing the passer penalty, a flag gets thrown. Well, to me, I think what was more egregious, in my opinion, was the roughing the passer penalty called against Chris Jones, who threw down this guy, Derek Carr. I, I think it was I think it was more egregious because I when you force a fumble on a play, it almost is like all bets are off to me. Like when you come in, you hit the ball loose, and, and he didn't take him down all that hard anyway. But when the ball comes loose and there's a turnover, it feels like all bets are off. The Brady thing, there was no turnover involved. He just took him down and he didn't even really throw him. He just kind of he just kind of placed him down. But I'm done with soft roughing the passer penalties. I understand protecting the quarterback. I understand keeping away from a quarterback's knees to avoid injuries like Brady had the one year. I get that. I get no hits to the head. It's already hard enough to hit someone from the shoulders to the waist. Now where it's like, it's too hard. You threw him down too hard. You hit him the wrong way. I've had enough. They know what they're signing up for. Brady rule, you can't hit him low. I'm good with that. That stems back to whatever year that was. Matt Castle had to take over for Brady after week one. Can't hit a quarterback low. Can't hit him high. We get it. It's head to head. That's kind of, we're we're all on board with you. Can't, okay. Can't hit him high. You can't land with your full body weight on the guy. That, that is kind of the Rogers rule here. He broke his collarbone a number of times because defenders were landing with full body weight on the court. Can't, can't do that anymore. Okay. I think that's a weird rule because that's very difficult. Like I understand, but it's rather difficult to, as a it's, defender, it's kind of the, you can't drive them into the yeah, ground. And I it's get that. That's the, different to me than like yeah. landing with your full body weight. Listen, if you yeah. land on the guy, it's all of your body weight. <laughs> Brady Jarrett did everything you're supposed to do. Correct. He wrapped him up. It was a little bit of a, he just kind of rolled. Like swung him, yeah. He just kind of rolled with him. But like he just a wrestling him. mat. He yeah. just kind of, let me take you for a little bit of a ride. That That's what he did. Yep. You can't do it any better. That is what NFL officials should send to teams as an example of, hey, we know you can't hit him low. You can't hit him high. You can't this drive him to the ground. This is how you'd sack a quarterback now. Uh, the whipping action that we saw in that Thursday night game between Cincinnati and Miami that knocked Tua out, that right. didn't draw a flag. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, right. so I, I understand. At least we have the car example, too, yeah. that we're all not just bashing, yep. you know, referees' um, inclination to side with Brady every time there's something questionable. But I'm with you, Ash. This has gotten, this has gotten bad. Now, Troy yeah. Aikman put it in different ways verbal terms that people are like, oh, he's a misogynist. He's not. He's a former football player who's frustrated with the way the game is being officiated. Now, he's not wrong. You may not have liked what he said, and that's fine, but he's not wrong. Yeah. No, and that's a guy, listen, that's a guy that didn't have the benefit of those rules. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, that guy got whipped and thrown and hit in the head and hit in the knees and hit in all over the place because they didn't he didn't have the benefit of those rules yep all right my dirty difficult done takes us into the world of baseball here and my done here is jacob de time <laughs> in queens he is going to i could be wrong on all this but he's going to opt out uh it'd be foolish for him not to but now that he's in his mid-30s 
I think the Mets are ready to say, hey, you've had a great career with us, but we haven't done anything with you here. And I also think DeGrom thinks, I've had a great career, but I haven't done anything here. And there are enough examples of great pitchers who have gone on to success elsewhere. So I think DeGrom is looking at the situation like, if I come back, are we any better next year? No, I, I, I'm down on the Mets next year because I think DeGrom is done. I think there's a good chance Brandon Nimmo leaves. Edwin Diaz is going to be throwing a lot of money as well. Like I, The Mets are in a tough spot here to be better for next year. And by better, I don't mean more regular season wins. I mean deeper into the postseason. Yeah, I don't see it happening. Do you want to believe Max Scherzer is going to be better at 38, 39 years old? Not me. So I'm DeGrom. I'm looking at the whole picture here. I'm opting out because I can get a longer term contract and more money per year. I and mean, I end a up lot of money. 25 a year. He'll get more. 30. No, DeGrom's 25. Scherzer is like, we can look at it, but I think he signed. I just looked up his spot track. He's he's scheduled to make 30.5 next year, 32.5. Okay. I know it can change based on deferred money and. Okay, I'm doing the averages of the four-year uh, 120 or yeah. whatever it was. But yeah. Okay. okay. But when we're looking at, though, but that's what I mean. Like, is he going to make significantly more than 30 a year? Maybe no. he'll make 35? Yeah, no, but but maybe it's just a longer-term deal then. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I just I just think he feels like there's a better situation out there. And I, honestly, I think the Mets are going to be more than willing to let him walk, mm-hmm. where they say, hey, look, you've been great. But look at the starts he had down the stretch. He had some bad starts down the So stretch. did Scherzer. <laughs> I know, but they can't do anything about Scherzer. Scherzer's I know. Locked in. I think if Scherzer were, to, were willing to opt out, they might say bye-bye to him too. Yeah. I, I have a hard time believing they're not going to try to keep him. I mean, I get it. If he opts out, they don't. They can't do anything about it. And, I mean, I know he can re-sign, whatever. Um, yeah. But he's been the best pitcher in baseball when he has played. Hands down. That's part of it, too. Missed half of last year. Missed mm-hmm. half of this year. Yep. What What am I paying for? What's the durability here? Is it Is it worth risking him into his mid-30s and late-30s? Yeah. I, I get I, it. I, I know Steve Cohen is willing to spend all kinds of money. Mm-hmm. I think he becomes a little more prudent uh, with this decision, though. Yeah. Right, I, listen, I think we, we're quick to blame the pitchers because they've been so good at and we all said this from the very beginning. This is a team that if Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom are your 1-2, your, your 2-1, uh, and they're healthy and they're themselves, they have the best chance to make a run through the postseason. Those guys weren't themselves, but you can't get shut out in one hit in a deciding game three of an NLDS series. You can't do it. So there are more problems than just that. I think the Mets will be fine. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, was it a failure? This 101 win, 101 wins. Was this a failure? It's been a while. Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm not a Mets fan, so I'm going to say no. From an yep. outsider's perspective, the Mets making the playoffs, n- nearly winning the division, and winning 101 games, to me, for a Mets team, that's a, oh, that's a success. But I understand when you sign a guy like Scherzer, it was kind of like World Series or bust. We talked about it. So from a Mets fan perspective, it is a failure. From an outsider's perspective, I do not feel like it's a failure. You also have to give it more than one year. Like, this is not a one-year experiment. I understand it could be because if DeGrom goes, 
now you're kind of blowing things up. But to me, it's not a failure. Top four or five payroll in all of baseball. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm with you. I think the return to the postseason was a good enough yeah. step this year for them. Um, like, but had I, they not had a 10 and a half game lead in the division and blown it, yeah. I think Mets fans would feel differently. So had they just been competitive all uh -huh. year long in the division uh -huh. or had they erased a 10 and a half game lead in the division, I think people feel differently. I really do. Now look at this from Sam. I I, I I hope he's kidding. I Buck Showalter makes he's, a world of he's difference. He's the best manager in baseball, Buck Showalter. He's done it with every team out there. Wow. Every time he's been hired has been a good decision by that team. Best manager in baseball. I think so. Okay. His his run with the Rangers was not pretty. Um, but he did good things in Baltimore. Yep. Uh, look, I I when they and made I the hire, I thought finally you now have an yep. adult in the room. This was a good hire. Yes. He's a player's manager. From what you see out there, like a guy like Francisco. Did you see the press conference with Francisco yep. Lindor and his daughter the yep. other night? To me, that tells me all I need to know about his players and how his players' families feel about him. I think it's a I think it's a great hire. He's the guy. I'm not sure how much longer he's going to manage in the majors, but I think he's the guy. Okay, quickly here because we're going to be in between with the Yankees series. I don't even want to get too much into it. As yep. we sit here live on a Thursday, if you're watching us on TV Saturday or Sunday, uh, feel free to jump in with us live on Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The weather does not look good for Thursday's no. game, too, so maybe everything kind of gets pushed and we're sliding a little bit deep into the weekend. But the Yankees have won six straight games against Cleveland. Can't call them the Indians yep. or the Guardians because it spans – Back to 2017's ALDS, but six straight postseason wins against Cleveland for the Yankees. The dominance has continued here. You got to be uh, buoyed a little bit by the way Cole pitched yep. and um, Cortez going in game two. I think the series was always kind of in the Yankees' favor, and you worry about Houston, right? Yeah. Listen, I think unbelievably Cole was kind of a question mark because of the way that he's pitched. He's given up home runs when he shouldn't. Um, and so I think they were Yankees were waiting for that kind of performance in the postseason. He gives up one earned. You can't ask for much more than that. Yeah. Uh, that was what they got Garrett Cole for. And I feel better about the way Nestor Cortez and Luis Severino are pitching recently than the way he was. So I feel pretty confident going mm -hmm. into two and three if I'm the Yankees with the two guys that they have going. And now that you've got a 1-0 lead, you have a little bit of a buffer and you can figure things out the rest of the way. Okay, quick break here. When we come back, the uh, NFL Pick'em still ahead. Jeff Uklik, the president and CEO of Saratoga Eagle, is ready to go to give his picks. Ash and I will run through the games, and then we'll bring on the diehard Buffalo Bills fan and one of the best businessmen in the Capital Region and beyond because they go far from the 518 as well. We're back right after this on Honorado and Company. Teams. Athletes, organizations, we're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. 
At Marcello's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now, back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Okay, Ash, as painful as it is, it's that time to see how you're doing. <laughs> uh, uh, not oh, great. my God. Not great. No, awful is more what you meant to say by my standards. You are not great, but I'm awful. Not great. Uh, three and three puts me back down to 500. Uh, you that's two and four though, is a, is a win up from last week. Though. Yeah, so, so build the momentum. Let's get it going here. And now your weekly NFL pick'em presented by pick six vodka. All right, week six, and uh, this is an interesting game. Giants are five-and-a-half-point dogs at home. You know what I say about home dogs. I like them a lot. You and do. even as good as danger, even as dangerous as Lamar Jackson is, we're both on the Giants here. You have, you have faded the Giants the last couple of weeks at least, and now you're on Big Blue. Yeah, and I think it's worked out for me more than it hasn't, I'm pretty sure. I got a well, cowboy. Last I, week. What's that? They covered last. Oh no, you had the Giants. I last did take week. the Giants last week. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. That was one of my two wins. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm on the Giants. I think. Listen, I've been more impressed defensively, even than with what they've done offensively. Daniel Jones has been serviceable, which is all they need from them. Saquon Barkley has been really good, but I think Wink Martindale has done mm. with that defense what others couldn't do, and what he brings to the table. They, you, they put a lot of pressure on teams. They bring a lot of different looks and blitz packages. I think their defense has been really, really good. Containing Lamar Jackson, if he's going to try to run, that's a whole different beast, but I'm going with Big Blue. Billy Blake, I see you threw a question at me baseball-wise. You're still with us. I'm going to get to that, believe me, before the end of the show. I'm on the Giants here, too. Maybe not to win, but, but I think they're good enough to keep that game close. Jets and Packers here. I said this towards the top of the show. Seven and a half was way too big a number for me. I haven't seen anything out of Green Bay. One, yep. offensively, they're going to score enough to beat a team by more than a touchdown. Two, that defense in the second half against the Giants was brutal. Mm -hmm. I think Brees Hall well, might have a score, huge so game. Barkley had a good game. I think Brees Hall might have a huge game. He had 196 yards from scrimmage last week. Look out for Brees Hall at Lambeau Field. Wilson will do enough in the pass game that I think not only will the Jets cover, I'm not going to be floored if they win this game. Now, I'm not going to pick them to win, but I won't be floored. They, they will definitely cover. Okay. I think Brees Hall is one of the best young players in the league um, at this point. But back to Lambeau for a Packers team who's probably a little bit frustrated, I think Zach Wilson makes mistakes that Aaron Rodgers does not make. 
Aaron Rodgers is ticked off. He's not. He does not like yeah, the way people are talking in that locker room. Patriots and Browns here. Cleveland, two-and-a-half-point favorite. We both think that the Browns will win by at least a field goal. I think Nick Chubb has a big day. Uh, Vikings-Dolphins, the last of the 1 o'clock games we're looking at here. Minnesota on the road as three-and-a-half. We don't know who's playing quarterback right. for Miami at this point. Yep. So when I, I was making this question. pick earlier in the week, I'm like, I, I don't know what to do with this because right. – it could be Tua, it could be Teddy, but I'll just go with the short sure thing here. And I know Minnesota's offense is good enough to win by more than a field goal. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It was a matter of like, is it Bridgewater? If it's Bridgewater, maybe I pick differently there because I like him enough, but we don't know. So now we're both on the Bills. This is interesting because this yeah. feels like the hump game. And we'll talk with Jeff Bukalik, the president and CEO of Saratoga Eagle, who's from Western New York and now doing big things in the 518 um, with Saratoga Eagle. He is a diehard Bills fan. This is the hump game, right? Like this, hey, Bills, if you are different this year, I know it's only a regular season game, but yeah. this is the one they haven't really been able to win at Kansas City. If this year is different, this is the one I've got to see you win two four and one teams. I agree, uh, but I, if they lose, I'm not going to lose my mind. I know. It's, I usually it's the do. regular season. Sky is falling more than than yeah. you do. Um, Cowboys and Eagles here the Sunday nighter on News Channel 13. Philly favored by five and a half. You are still rolling with Cooper Rush. I'm still because he's given us no reason not to. So I, I, I told you I'm going to roll with the Cowboys until they give me a reason not to. I know the Eagles have been pretty good in that department, too. But I. Last week, to me, we saw some flaws in the Eagles, and I just like this. This Dallas team is is ridiculous, and what Cooper Rush has done has been ridiculous. So yeah. I'm going with them. Dallas's defense is awesome. You said the pass yep. rush incredible. Trayvon Diggs has been excellent uh, in the secondary, but I don't think they've faced an offense. I know they haven't faced yeah. an offense like the one like in Philly. Philly. So I'm I'm gonna roll with. Uh, the Eagles there. All right, let's get to our guest here in this Pick'em segment, and that is our good buddy Jeff Buchlick from Saratoga Eagle. Jeff, man, it's it's good to see you. you you're, you're rocking the Bills gear. I'm not surprised, <laughs> man. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I, I even rocking the Bills hat. Ooh, wow. look at this. I love That's it. That's impressive. Do you have, Amazing. Do you, I have a cheese head. For, do you have one of the uh, the the chicken wing heads? Hats? Uh, I, I I know I can find one. Ah. <laughs> yeah, they're they're out there. Those those things are pretty cool. Those are Jeff. Cool. We're going those to Bill's cool. Packers in a few weeks, couple weeks. Awesome. You're gonna. I'll you're, be wearing Bill's stuff because I'm smart. Chris will be wearing whatever he's gonna wear for. His I might go. I might go neutral. Chris, are you are you gonna put on you are you gonna uh, put on the colors? I don't know. I you know what I've been to a Bills game before, and I wore Packers gear. And honestly, the fans were were more than friendly enough. Uh, they right. won that day. So that was, you know, they were probably beating Brett Favre. Real fans put on the colors no matter where they are. So I would mm -hmm. expect you to put on your colors. That's a challenge. That's, that is a challenge. He that just is. Down. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jeff, here's what you are up against, um, my friend. And I, I think I told you, it's <laughs> not exactly tough treading. You just have to be better than 500. Yeah. And really in this department, your competition is Andy Heck, your friend from Alpenhouse, and Nick Madalone yes. from Marcellus Appliance Center, because as Ashley has determined, the local business partner with the best record will get dinner on the two of us. So that's that oh. would be your prize at the end of all this. Love it. I love it. Thank you. I think right. I think I can better those records. 
Okay. It's so been tough. Let, the NFL has not been easy this year. No. As is evidence by easy, my 10 20 record. <laughs> let's get into it here, though. Uh, we are all on the Giants here. Jeff, why do you like Big Blue Sunday? I, I really like Big Blue if you think about it. Uh, their general manager and their coach came from the Buffalo Bills. Very simple, right? <laughs> and they're bringing that winning tradition and that winning attitude to the team. I mean, Brian Dabble, look, look what he's done with that team already. And actually, to your point on defense, I mean, look what they're doing there on defense in that team. Yeah. So they got a great running game. They got a pretty good quarterback. He just needs some seasoning. And I think uh, that obviously the Giants should beat the Ravens. Jeff, speaking of wearing colors, Chris hasn't worn the Green Bay colors at all in his picks. But I'd like I'd like you to know, great minds think alike. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on your level because all of our picks are exactly identical. Hmm, right. Look at that. That is unusual, isn't it? It is. Oh, I saw your email come in and I said to Chris, I'm like, I think we have the same exact picks. Yeah. <laughs> what do you like? Why the pack? Is it Love just it. the return to Lambeau? Yeah, you know, hey, listen, they got beat last week, right? I think there's a little bit, uh, hey, listen, they got something to prove. Mm-hmm. And Rodgers, you know, that guy, you know, he's a competitor, right? And I don't think he's going to go back home and lose against the Jets, especially, hey, listen, they're up and coming, the Jets. They're playing well. But I don't think it's well enough to beat the Packers at home. Now, is this the Bills fan in you just picking against Belichick, or do you really like the Browns in this spot? Uh, just the Bills fan in me picking against <laughs> Belichick. I'll not, I'll, I don't care if they were playing the worst team in the NFL. I wouldn't pick the, the, the Patriots. I've been I... beaten down pretty bad from all those fans, and I have a lot of respect for them. I, and hey, listen, they had the greatest quarterback of all time. I'll give them that. And they, they, listen, set six Super Bowls, but you can't beat it. So, yeah. I can really appreciate picking against the Patriots. I, I don't know. always do it, but I should do it more often. I know you can, Ash. All right, we've got three more <laughs> I think games. you should. It'd be, your, your record would be better if you did that. <laughs> You're right. Three more games to go here in the uh, NFL Pick'em. We're back right after this on Honorado and Company. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. carbs and 95 calories. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpen House. All right, here we go. We keep things going here with the NFL Pick'em with Jeff Bukalik from Saratoga Eagle, president and CEO there. Um, Jeff, back to the picks here and... Ash, game four, it's Minnesota-Miami. Yeah, he, Jeff, you're with us. I mean, we don't know who's playing yep. quarterback in Miami. That was our biggest conundrum for Chris and I. Same for you? Same for me, absolutely. Yeah, they're they're, they're struggling there for sure. Uh, I, if I set this, the spread between the Bills and the Chiefs at 22-and-a-half, would you have even thought twice about picking Buffalo? No. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but really, why the Bills no. here? I, I I may have overstated this game in Kansas City the way you're looking at it, Jeff, but I, I feel like if this is a different yeah, you Bills know, I, team. I, I, it is, and I, I'll go back to the game that they lost there in the playoffs. Never to look on challenges 
Allen's face, right? Just he stood there, he just kind of took in that moment, and it's just you know, it left an impression on him, and he has mm-hmm. something to prove, right? And uh, this will be the game where he proves it. And I'll get I'll just give you two stats, right? 91, that's that's the point differential that the Bills have in the NFL. They lead lead point the points in the NFL by 91 and 269. That's the number of receptions that Stefan Diggs has had since he joined the Bills, only second behind um, Cooper Cup, who's got 286. Okay, bringing the numbers to support the pick. I, I like the we well I like the Bills anyway here yeah. uh, too, Ash. Yeah, last game, uh, Jeff is with me. You're on the Eagles. Jeff and I are on the boys. Jeff, are you surprised? I mean, who's not surprised by what Cooper Rush is doing? Yeah, and I, I, I like what you said earlier. I mean, Cooper. I mean, you gotta, you gotta. T- there's something special there, and you gotta, you gotta ride that as long as you can. And I just think, uh, listen, he's got zero turnovers, zero interceptions. Uh, he's going into that game, uh, and if, hey, listen, the Eagles are bound to lose. They always lose at some point, even in the playoffs. So uh, this is the, this is their week to lose at home. Yeah, right. At some point, they're. Then I'm going to finish the year undefeated. So you pick your spot in terms of where uh, where they end up losing. Okay. All right. So, Ash, you know your record will be the same as Jeff's at the end of it all. I do. Um, I, I, I guess four and two or above. That's right, Jeff. Four and two or above. I love it. I can do it. Now, we haven't said where we're going to take the winner to dinner. Right. Maybe it's Maybe it's their pick. Oh, I like that. That's better. Ah, that's an even better idea. I like yeah. that. Yeah, better All right, Jeff, we'll let you get back to it, man. Thank you for taking the time out on this Thursday to hang with us. And uh, and as always, thank you for the support yes. on the show here. It's It's been great to have Saratoga Absolutely. Eagles part of the fam. Thank you. Great to be with you. Go Bills. Yeah, there good it is. Again. <laughs> there it is. That's going to be a great game. I love that it's the 425 yeah. on Sunday. Of course um, you do, because you can watch it. Right. I'm if it was a Sunday surprised. night or little surprised it's not the Sunday night game, but I'm glad that you can watch it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, all right, quick timeout here. When we come back, we get into our weekly Albany Firewolves segment. We've got questions still to answer in terms mm-hmm. of uh, baseball playoffs. Billy Blake threw one out at me that I definitely want to get to. We've got all that still ahead on the show. You guys are watching Honorado and Company. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of Nyscoba are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. Fire, water, smoke, mold, and sewage cleanup. Reconstructing your home after a disaster can be both stressful and demanding. KPM Restoration will work quickly to restore your home. We'll help provide complete damage restoration to your property. My problem was that uh, I was traveling. There was a leak in my basement. We called KPM. They came in at 9 o'clock at night and were there till 2 o'clock in the morning until the problem was solved. KPM Restoration. We'll get you back to normal. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. All right, Ash, some questions here from mm-hmm. a couple of viewers. Um, 
Billy Blake wants to know, and I know we're, we're going to be, we're, we're dating ourselves here, but I'll still, let me throw it up here. This is a Friday afternoon game, game three for my Atlanta Braves in a series that is currently tied at a game apiece. Who do I think will start for the Braves in game three? Who do I want to start game three on the road in Philadelphia? The answer is the same, Charlie Morton. I think, Charlie, I think Charlie Morton will start, and that is exactly who I want hmm. to start. This is a guy with a proven postseason track record. The Braves have said they're going to give him another $20 million next year. You can't, you can't do that with a guy you don't feel confident starting in a postseason series in a pivotal game three. I'm sorry, you just can't. I, I understand Spencer Strider got a big contract as well, yeah. but Strider hasn't pitched since September 18th with that oblique injury. Now, I think he's healthy enough to go. I'm not worried about that. He should start game four. I wouldn't rush Max Free. Even if the Braves are down 2-1, I would not rush Max Free back to pitch game four. So, in my mind, Morton, Strider, and then maybe there's a game five, and if there is, it'll be Freed again at home. So, I'm, I'm on Charlie Morton to start this game three. I thought you would say Morton and then Strider. I thought you would say you think Morton, you want Strider. But I can appreciate that. Listen, John Smoltz said last night he thought it should be Morton. He wanted it to be Morton because of the same reason you said. He's got proven postseason success. He shows up in the big game. He's done yeah. it before. Spencer has not done that. Yeah, and look, Strider's numbers against Philadelphia are excellent. But here's how I play it. Strider's been great against Philly. Okay, well, he's either in game four going to be in a position to save the season or win the or win the series. Yep. That you can't lose with that type of thing. So yep. so let me, you know, let me wait on on Strider and Yeah. I get that. Good enough for me. Um all right, Ash, we will do a little bit of NBA before the end of the show, but before okay. we even get into that because the NBA season starts Starts. I mean, we're here on a Thursday. It'll be it'll yep. tip off on Tuesday, and we'll Next see Tuesday. Evan Herter in, in different colors. <laughs> God bless you. Excuse me. I've Bowser. never done that before on um, <laughs> live TV or even a podcast. That has never happened to me before. That is an absolute <laughs> first. Excuse well, me. Well, congratulations. I was so close to just doing this to get me off screen, and then I could introduce our Follow the Pack segment with the head coach, Glenn Clark, from the Albany Firewolves with us here on Honorado and Company. Ash, the season is all not all that far off, as you know, ah. someone who covers the sidelines and this team on a weekly basis. Training camp is, is coming, and uh, we've got the head coach with us here on Honorado and Company. Not the first time we've had the pleasure of speaking with Coach Clark. Coach, it's good to see you, man. How is – I'll laugh when I say, how's the offseason been? Because there's really no offseason for you with all the coaching and, and clinics you do, and then obviously putting this team kind of back together. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's It's been a while. So um, I actually spent my off-season on the West Coast of Canada coaching junior lacrosse out there, which uh, turned out to be fruitful. We signed a few free agents from the West Coast and are now living in markets. So uh, that that kept me busy. Uh, throughout the summer and then you know free agency in the draft and as you've noticed we've made quite a few changes so <laughs> yeah it's an exciting uh exciting time Clarky, and you're in Albany now right I am we, how we are you enjoying down. it pardon me 
How are you enjoying it? We're loving it. We we came down. Uh, the plan started taking shape um, January, February of this year, and we had already committed to going out west. Um, so April till August, we were on the west coast of Canada, and then the end of August, we moved down and got the kids. Uh, my my two younger ones are in in school in the area Goodness. and playing hockey, playing lacrosse, playing basketball. So they're uh, we're getting embedded. I'm in men's league hockey, so we're we're getting embedded in the community. It's been great. You're probably running the show, playing with all these uh, Americans who can't play hockey. <laughs> oh, it's great. I found a couple of great skates. It's been good. It's been fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, Clark, yeah. you mentioned all of the movement in the offseason, and, and we talked to George last week, George Manius, about the different look of this team, and it's going to look different. Uh, you lose a guy like Joe Rez, he goes to Philly, and then that sort of creates this domino effect. And George said, after that happened, we made it our mission to just go mm -hmm. get younger. Mm -hmm. um, the trades kept coming, and I think my jaw hit the floor every time. What you know, when you're the guy that's kind of making those moves, what was your thought process process behind, you know, a guy like Rue? These are all guys, Andrew Q, guys that you really felt strongly about, but obviously felt good about bringing other guys in in place of them. Yeah, and they were all individual. Um, you know, Joe, obviously, we didn't want to lose in free agency. We, you know, we we did everything we could to keep them and it didn't work out. Um, but you take a guy like Jacob Rue. Um, who what we loved and, and I loved having on our group, it, he moved, uh, he relocated to where I was actually in the summer, the West Coast of Canada on not only in BC, but he was on Vancouver Island. Hmm. And I mean, I've done that travel. It, it's essentially two days to hmm. get here because by the time you get to Toronto or the East Coast, you have layovers. So it was just going to be way too difficult for him. And, and him and I had that dialogue and, um, we didn't, we, I certainly didn't want to move them, but it was just, we, in some ways we are a geography based league when, when players live out of market. And, and I mean, he's about as far out of market as, as you could have been. So um, it, it just wouldn't have worked. Like it, there's no way he could have done it. So we were able to get uh, Nishimura back. Yeah. Jackson back. Who I know you like. Great because we didn't want to lose him. And we, we were very disappointed and tried hard for a long time to get him back. So that was the piece that got him back. And then with the other moves with Riley and, and Andrew, I mean, our offense, it, you know, it really came down to that playoff game in Buffalo where we scored five goals. Mm -hmm. And our offense struggled uh, most of the year. We, we knew we had to make some changes. And in our league, you, you get offensive talent one of two ways. You draft it or you get it as free agency. And we haven't had a lot of success in the free agent market uh, lately. Because it's tough. You got 15 teams going after one, two, three assets. So, you know, it's 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 a difficult process. But so we decided to get some high picks and and we've targeted this draft for quite a few years. We really like the talent base and we were we were thrilled with our draft. And in fact, at four, seven, and seventeen, those three players we acquired, we had them in our top seven. Um, from our board. So we thought, okay, we're going to get one of these three guys. That's, you know, that's kind of how it worked out. And, and, and the dominoes fell and we got all three. So we're, we're completely thrilled with our draft. And now they're all going back to school for a year. So it's, it's sort of managing the program and, and the group, um, you know, until they get here. 
but we still have, you know, Doug Jamison and, and arguably one of the best defenses in the league. And, and we're going to be different. We're going to be more athletic offensively. And it's, it's kind of exciting to see how that plays out. You kind of answered my question, which was going to be if this team is better than last year's playoff team, why? And you just laid out some of the reasons. So I'll just point out the dates on the screen here for everybody watching that the season opens on December 3rd. The home opener, though, at MVP Arena is December 17th against Rochester. Uh, Coach, did you get to Saratoga Racecourse uh, when you moved into town or was it such a blitz to get into the house that you didn't have time to do something like that? I, I didn't, but we, we did have our um, year-end party there last year wow. when we were, uh, whenever that was, April, May, um, right before the playoffs. Okay. So one of our owners has a, is involved with the racing community and has a place up there. So we had our year-end party there. When I got into Albany, it was crazy. I think I had to go back out west once, and then I was back in Ontario, and then I was back here, and I was back in Ontario. So... I was I was unsettled for about a month, so I'm I'm kind of into the groove now. Um, but I'll get back up there for sure. I love is, the area; it's a great little spot. In the last minute or so, I have with you here. Is there a place that you find yourself eating more than others? Home right now. We That's have good. Uh, That's good. <laughs> which, when you say more than others, and my wife talked about this, she's like, "Wow, we haven't spent much money because we we That's normally good. like to go out and you know whatever." But it's it's been a little frantic getting the house ready, getting you know the kids organized into all their sports. Um, so we haven't really got a you know one place I went to with the owners was the Black and Blue, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Good yeah, spot. yeah, went there. Really enjoyed that uh, location. But we we haven't uh, we're not on our normal um, date night pattern yet. So uh, if well, you've got some suggestions, we'll send you a list. Ashley can send it my yeah. way through the Twitter text. Yeah, we'll definitely send it. Neither to you. of us cook, so yeah, we we've got the restaurant scene down. Yeah. Okay, well that'll be helpful. Yeah, we need that. All right, Coach. Well, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. And hopefully we'll get to see you soon. I'll see you at training camp, the open house at the end of mm -hmm. October, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, we will be there for that. So we'll see you then. And you, you'll have all your guys in there then? We will. Yeah, everybody will be uh, everybody will be at camp and it's uh, it's upon us. I mean, it's two weeks and it's yep. it's exciting. I mean, training camp is always exciting. But when you when you make a lot of changes and, and you're sort of trying to mold something uh, that you didn't have before, it's going to be exciting. Will you need names on the t on the front of helmets? I don't think so. I think okay. I've got enough familiarity and I drafted them and yeah. traded for them. So hopefully, I, yeah, I, sh I should be able to know who's who. All right, coach. Thanks for the time, man. We, like Ash said, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Awesome. Anytime, guys. Thanks. Glenn Clark, the head coach of the Albany Firewolves. The season starts uh, early An Albany December. resident or a capital that? region I, resident, at least. I had no idea. Yeah. I thought well, there would uh, still George be that, that crazy commute. Good for him. Yeah. That'll make life a lot easier. Very much so. Yeah, George yeah, told good. me that a couple weeks ago, which is awesome. You'll see more of him. I think the media in general will see more of him mm -hmm. now that, that he's around uh, as much as it sounds like uh, he will be uh, in the area. Very cool stuff. Okay, good. That's each and every week here on Honorado and Company. Follow the pack with the Albany Firewolves. Before we get out of here, I've got stuff to do. Uh, have you seen our segment with Kip Moore? It was on last week's show he is coming to the Capital Region Thursday, October 27th. Good way to get tickets right there, EmpireLiveAlbany.com. If you haven't seen the segment, you can find it now on News Channel 13's Facebook uh, and Twitter, where all of our content lives. 
Um, the NBA season, you know, I am ready for this. I love okay. basketball. I love the NBA. I will try to see some of these games on Tuesday. I mean, really, the one I want to watch is the late one. I won't see any of that one. But can I stay up late on a Wednesday and see a little bit of Herter? Maybe he makes his Kings debut Wednesday night. It's a 10 o'clock tip You'll against be Portland. Sleeping for three hours, wake up to watch, and then back to bed. Yeah, that, that may be exactly what happens. But the NHL season is underway. The NBA season is right around the corner. It's the confluence of all four major North American sports. This is maybe the best time in professional sports. Yeah, and you're in the playoffs for baseball, exactly. which just makes it all the more exciting. Uh, I'm not a big NBA girl. You know nope. that. I'm way more about college hoops, so I'm fired up about college hoops starting in, you know, three, four weeks, technically, I think, like the official start of games. Um, but teams are practicing, so I'm fired up for that. I'm excited to see Kevin Herter in purple and black. I will certainly get a new T-shirt jersey. Um, you'll like the black and purple better than the red as well. You know it. There's no um, doubt about that. And Carol's I wouldn't mind getting to California for a little NBA hoops action. Jeff Casey wants to remind us, hey, we got preseason hockey in Glens Falls. You were up with the Adirondack Thunder earlier in the week uh, as well. That season is upon us also. Got a lot of Clifton Park power on that team. How about that? Yeah, there are college football games to pay attention to here, people. Six of them pitting a top 25 team against a top 25 team. They are scrolling on the bottom of your screen. Syracuse's team is in that? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Number 18. That I mean, it's unbelievable. It's shocking stuff. Okay, so is Syracuse NC State your can't-miss game of the weekend? I mean, from from my perspective, I guess, but, like, who doesn't want to see Tennessee-Alabama? I want to see raised Tennessee volunteers knock off the Crimson Tide. So, I don't really – I'm not into Penn State-Michigan so much just because Oklahoma State-TCU I'd also be interested in. But, yeah, from a a perspective of it's the biggest game in Syracuse since 2001 – Yes, yeah. I want to see Syracuse and NC State. Yeah, it's funny. I would sign up for Alabama, Tennessee, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, USC, Utah is interesting to me. Like, is the Pac-12 going to get uh, a playoff representative? And if they are, USC needs to win that football game. So that that one has, has my interest as well. A lot of good stuff happening this weekend with the baseball playoffs, NFL, and, of course, college football. Our thanks to Glenn Clark and Jeff Buklick for jumping on the show here this week on Honorado and Company. And thank you always for watching.